Welcome to the Fearless Five. This is a podcast about living a fearless life and in small doses, as in a fearless five minutes a weekday. I'm your host, Heather Larson. I'm here to cheerlead you on into a life of fearlessness. Fearless Five will give you a daily weekday audio blast of many coaching sessions. Nope, not here on weekends. (laughs) The podcast does go up Monday through Friday and can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and now for 2020, Overcast. You can check out the show notes at destinyarchitecture.com. You know, it is just about time to do a brand new Fearless 5 episode. Why not? It's been a long time. It's been like three weeks, so let's do this. This is going to be... Fearless 5, episode number 66, a special episode, and it's going to be about grief tonight. Grief is big, and that's okay. So this isn't the podcast that I was actually going to record. I have one that I was ready to record this week, but this is the one that came to me tonight. Uh, I was going to attempt to get the podcast going back on what I hope will be its five-day-a-week trajectory, and I was going to do that this week. Maybe tonight, maybe not. I was floating the idea of like maybe doing these on Sunday nights and Sunday through Thursday nights and then being done with it. But anyway, I, I'm still going to try to get back on this five-day-a-week thing somehow. I don't have all the answers yet. You know, I'm just about adjusted to my new job and schedule. I still have stuff going on. It's good stuff, but my schedule is still really difficult for me to manage right now, um, you know, health-wise and stuff. So I know what you're thinking. It's just a five-minute podcast. Also, this is not going to be a five-minute podcast. <laughs> podcast tonight. I already know what I wrote and it's really long. So, um, but I do write the podcast, record it, post the show notes, make the graphics. It's me doing all of this plus the social media surprise. So I'm not complaining. I just thought that you should know. So when the podcast is, as it's been completely off schedule behind not happening, whatever, you know, this is why. So it's an exciting time for me. Thank you for standing by me and being here and waiting for the new episodes, for even listening to all these episodes, 65 plus. Um, this is the 66th one. So just thank you. You know, here we go. 2020. We're in it, folks. For better or for worse, a crazy year. We're only 20 something days in. So I felt compelled tonight to throw, just throw out something for the Fearless Five podcast about grief. Let's face it, there's no place that you're going to come closer to fear versus fearlessness than dealing with your own grief. I've spent a lifetime grieving. It is what it is. Don't feel sorry for me. I'm good. But this the whole Kobe Bryant situation, it's got everybody shook. And it, it, it would have been more than enough to just lose Kobe in any way. But we have the deaths of eight other people to process in this tragic accident as well. It was sudden. It was tragic. It was an accident. Uh, And this is why I felt compelled to to record a Fearless Five tonight because I spent a lot of time on social media today just kind of observing people as I do. Um, I'm very analytical. I missed my calling. I should have been an anthropologist or something. (laughs) But I personally think that I have something to bring to this whole grief issue. Having grieved only sudden losses in my life. Like I've literally never gotten to say goodbye to a single person in my life. Everybody that has left my life left suddenly without warning, no goodbye, nothing. If if you've gotten to say goodbye to a loved one as they slowly and predictably died, that's beautiful. That's what life's all about. That's very dignified. Okay. But a lot of us, um, like myself, 
um, have dealt with nothing but sudden and tragic loss. And it's, it's weird, um, but that's life. So for all those who've said on Twitter that they can't imagine what Vanessa Bryant is going through right now, I got you. As a child, um, and not just her, but also there's... I think there was another whole family on board, like a husband and wife and a child, but not knowing who else really was on board. Um, I'm, I'm going to bear in, in mind and be open to that, that maybe Vanessa's not the only person kind of going through losing a husband and or a child from this particular incident. So anyway, as a child, I watched my aunt uh, bury her daughter and her husband. They died tragically two weeks apart. I went to my cousin's memorial at Santa Clara State University in San Jose, and I went to her funeral in Monterey. And by my uncle's funeral a couple weeks later, obviously I was a child, but I was I was beat. Um, I wanted to go, but I couldn't. My parents decided I'd, I'd missed enough school. You know, saying goodbye is very important, especially when people die suddenly. Being able to go to the funeral when it's somebody close to you um, is important. But also, you know, being told I had to go to school was important too. Um, my cousin died in a fire, and I still struggle to this day um with fires and 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 house fires especially and and as a reporter covered some of these things in 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 my time and that's been weird to me because I haven't had a problem <laughs> covering things as a reporter but like you know my neighbor's place burnt up last year and it was one building away from mine I got woken up in the middle of the night by firemen with axes you know the whole dramatic thing and I I couldn't go to work that day I couldn't function um people that I used to work with made fun of me for it <clears throat> which is really unfortunate and I understand their limited um you know ability to understand that sometimes things will happen and they re-traumatize you you know those are, if you have PTSD you understand the trauma stays um, it's been, it's been over 29 years for me and I still, you know, I'm still going to struggle with fire and house fires and, and, and stuff. Um, it's different when I'm a reporter and I'm going to cover a house fire. Um, because that's, you know, I, I, I'm going to somebody else's, but when it, <laughs> I'm going to somebody else's place, you know, that's their fire, it's their issue. But when it happens very close to my own home, that's a PTSD trigger. So, you know, that's kind of how trauma works. So, Let me take a quick break so I can get some water. Okay, hang on. Thanks for joining me today on the Fearless Five podcast. I'm your host, Heather Larson, and I'm a certified transformational life coach and Reiki master. I can help you push past the fear and make your dreams come true. Read today's show notes at destinyarchitecture.com, where you can also book a private session with me and get some free downloads. My free ebook is there too. It's called Time to Align, and it will help you get your lifestyle on track. Now go have a fearless and fabulous day. You deserve it. And remember, you are the architect of your own destiny. Okay, I had some water. So you do understand that sometimes the Fearless Five podcast is also about (laughs) me fearlessly talking about uh, some things that I've been through so I can help others. So anyway, let's first center trauma. Okay, this the trauma that this grief is causing everybody today, the Bryants and all of the fam all the other families involved, um, like me, um, they're gonna have to work to heal the trauma around this crash, this event. You know, their their Januaries are forever ruined. 
hopefully not. Um, but there's, there's, a, there's a thing to be said about anniversaries and how they trigger you and weird things will trigger you, especially when you've been through trauma. The weather, the Grammys, a color, who knows? I mean, it's always something weird. When my PTSD is triggered, it's bizarre. It makes no freaking sense. Okay, so, you know, also think of the strangers out there who have lost people in accidents like this. A plane crash, a helicopter crash. Those people, they're not having an easy day. You know, I lived in Phoenix when two news choppers collided. Um, It happened over Steel Indian School Park. I don't even remember what news story they were covering, but it was two news choppers and they were, they were both rushing to go cover. Maybe it was a car chase or something, something that obviously years later is not memorable, but the crash was memorable. So imagine one of the largest cities in America, just thoroughly shaken because two news choppers collided. People died. It was terrible. You know, tragedies, accidents, grief. We don't talk enough about these things. And and I'd like to change that. Hence, we're going to talk about it today on the Fearless Five, which is obviously going to be longer than five minutes. And that's okay. Uh, Because I don't want to be cheap about grief. Grief is big and huge and important. And it's a part of life. And I don't want to do just five minutes on it. So we're going to be the fearless whatever today. I imagine the people who lost loved ones that, that sad day in, in Phoenix, they're not having a good day today. Uh, it might be a rough you know, time for them, a rough week, a rough month, because this is a trigger for a lot of people. And this is why we need to remember to be kind to others, um, to be open about grief, to be kind and understanding about grief, to share with others. You know, like I'm sharing with you now, like I'm, I'm cool, I'm not currently grieving a loss. Um, but you know, I, I feel the need to share my experience with others tonight. Um, reach out to people, check on people. If you know somebody who's grieving, they don't have to be somebody, you know, who lost a loved one today or even last week or last month, you know, check on the people who lost somebody five, nine months ago. You know, those people are probably struggling today more than they admit, you know, this is called being human. We have to let our hearts break, but we also have to remember that we aren't alone. And in times like these, we can become kinder, better, stronger, we can heal, we can become better. Um, But some things about sudden grief and trauma, uh, not getting to say goodbye, it is the worst part of the loss. You know, there's grieving a loss, and then there's grieving the loss of a person you didn't get to say goodbye to. So, you know, things unsaid unanswered questions by a loved one, like, you know, having someone ripped away suddenly without that dignity of being able to say goodbye and prepare and and do or say what you needed. You know, this is what happened to my aunt when her daughter died in a tragic fire and that her husband died from kidney disease two weeks later. To say that this woman barely survived back then would be an understatement, (laughs) you know, and again, I was a child back then. So there was a lot beyond my understanding at the time. And I was told things, of course, when I was older, when I was an adult, Um, and, and she had to explain to me later in life, how to handle sudden death when my when my mother died suddenly. You know, because she was the expert, and so she called me up on the phone and said, you know, it's okay. You know, when you go through something like this, you you know, you find out who you really are. You, you know, who who you are on the inside. Um, there, your identity obviously changes if you lose a spouse, you you lose a, a child, or somebody close to you. You find out who your true friends and family are. A lot of truth um, becomes exposed like that. A lot of other stuff comes up too. Like if you were you know, struggling in that 
relationship or if you were struggling in any area of life when the sudden grief comes along it amplifies a, a lot of the stuff that you're going through or something that you weren't dealing with uh, I remember, um, well, you know, I was young when my mother, I was young when everybody died. Good Lord. Uh, but no, I was young when my mother died and I was just kind of like, I was literally starting out as a journalist. Um, <laughs> that was a long time ago, but I mean, I was literally just starting out and I was just like, Oh my God, I literally just got a job in a newsroom and now I have to like take time off to take care of a sick parent. Like it was, there was so much, that I was dealing with before I even realized that she was going to die, which is a whole long story. And and if I don't explain a few aspects of it, I mean, that's just like, that's got to be a whole other podcast. But, you know, my mother died in, in, in such a way um, that it brought up a lot of my issues um, at that time as a young person, just trying to like get on an even keel with a career. Like it was really hard. Um, but one of the things that I learned um, through that experience is that there's no wrong way to grieve in, in case no one has told you that before. And you're a grieving person right now, you can't do this thing wrong. And, and I don't remember who first told me that, but I was like, Oh my God, the light came on. And I felt so much better about all the stuff that had come up and all the stuff, you know, that I was going through. And I, I see a lot of people being accusatory online of all kinds of things today. It's fascinating to me. Again, I should have been like, some kind of cultural anthropologist. But anyway, one one of the most sad things that I've seen is seeing people admonish other people online saying, you know, there were other people besides Kobe on that flight, you know, like, you, you know, give them attention to you. And it's like, you know what, dude, chill, like, don't tell people how to grieve. <laughs> don't, don't tell them how not to grieve either. You know, I'm still trying to grasp, you know, to be kind of personal here how parents and children died together on that helicopter. Cause I, we do know that there was a, a coach and his wife and child were also on there. The child was a teammate of Kobe's child. Um, so like I, the family of those people, I can't even imagine losing, you know, mom, dad, baby together. Um, not a baby, but you get the idea. Um, but you know, I, they died together on that helicopter. Like, Oh my God, a whole family. Um, I don't know if there's other siblings who lost their mom, dad. I, I don't know. I mean, this blows my mind. You know, as somebody who lost a cousin and an uncle together, this is even harder for me to grasp, you know, because I have been through this thing. And it's always more painful when you do realize that you are not alone and other people go through these t- t- these things, too. I mean, that's super sad to me. You know, my mom died of CJD. And when I met other CJD families, at first I was like, oh, my God, there's people like me. And then when the dust settled and I met all these new people, I was like, oh, my God, there's people like me. Like, this sucks, <laughs> you know. It's just very sad. And again, I haven't gotten to say goodbye to one person whom I have lost in my lifetime. Like it sounds, it sounds unreal, right? Uh, You know, I lost one to manslaughter, one to an overdose. I lost several to CJD. CJD runs in my family. Um, It's kind of like Huntington's or ALS. See, this I didn't want to get into that um, on this podcast because that's a long story. But, you know, before we judge what someone does and does not do in grief, because, oh, boy, it's coming, man. If Vanessa gets remarried, she's going to be judged. If she doesn't get remarried, she's going to be judged. You know, whatever the kids do for the rest of their life, they're going to be judged compared to Kobe if they want to get into basketball or if they don't. You know what I mean? Like... The grief is not quick and short and over and people are going to be judgy. But, you know, we have to remember that we all grieve differently. 
Okay, so, I mean, if there were right, wrong, or a how-to manual on this grief thing, man, it would be so much easier, but it's not. It takes so long, and it is work. They do call it grief work. There are no shortcuts. Grief does not take a day off. You will want a day off from your grief, but that's not how it works. This is why grief requires a ton of self-care. That's different for everybody, too. Again, there's no right or wrong way to do it. I mean, it's not just hot baths and face masks, though. I mean, like some of it is is setting boundaries or going to do things or not going to do things. It's going to vary day to day if you're grieving. So that's why I'm asking us to be more fearless about grief, not just about it, but about sharing about it, about talking about it. Um, Because when you lose somebody, nobody knows what to say to you. You don't even know what to say. You don't even know if you've showered. You know what I mean? Like being fearless to me means shutting up, judging less, just letting people be. You know, there's much to be said for learning to hold space, to just be present for our friends and family who are grieving that's my public service announcement. You know, to hold space for another person's grief means that we stay present for them, that we're there for them, that we listen without judgment, uh, that we respect their boundaries, and that we don't try to fix them. Like, I, it, it's hard to watch somebody go through something, but you got to let them go through it. You can't fix it. You can't take away their feelings. You can't tell them how to feel. You can't tell them how not to feel. You know, not now, not ever. Whether they're grieving or not, you know, you, you got to hold space for people, period. There are going to be waves of emotion, but we can't live in fear of that emotion. And as I told you, I, I used to tell my substance abuse clients that your feelings can't kill you. Um, somebody listening needed to hear that, that your feelings can't kill you. You may feel like they can kill you, but they can't kill you. And believe it or not, this actually was a revelation for me way back in early sobriety, <laughs> way back in almost seven years ago. I, could, I couldn't figure that out for the longest time. I, I definitely, I probably didn't figure that out. I don't remember when, but it, was, it definitely was the first year. I eventually figured out that my feelings couldn't kill me. But yeah, I wish somebody would have told me that before I'd become uh, an alcoholic and drug addict. But anyway, let's move on to Vanessa Bryant. Um, and one more time, I'm going to say it, your feelings can't kill you. Now for Vanessa, and for everybody who's grieving tonight, um, I hope this podcast finds somebody who's grieving and, and needs to hear something in it. Um, maybe one sentence in this will help one person, and that's why I'm here. So for Vanessa and everybody who's grieving, I'm wishing, wishing you everything. You know, Vanessa, if you don't have faith or you don't have a kidney, you can have mine. I mean, I think everybody in the world right now is wishing Vanessa everything. So much love, so much prayer. You know, I give her all the prayers. Everybody who's involved in that crash, um, even the the 56, was it? First responders who had to go respond to that crash. You know, those people didn't have an easy day. Uh, you know, paramedics and, and, and firemen and, and sheriff's officer. I mean, that that's not an easy job. That's a stressful job. Um, so all the love to those people, all the thoughts, the healing energy, whatever you want to call it. I pray. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray really hard tonight because um, I know so many people are hurting today. Um, definitely adding all of those people involved in that crash um, at large, however many there are. It's, you know, it's much more than nine people, obviously. Um, all those people, you get a prayer tonight um, collectively. I, I don't know. Man, I don't know what I would do if I lost my kid. You know, I, I never want to. I know one thing for sure. I never want to see a world without my kid in it. That's not how that's not what I signed up for. You know, you know, we did lose her brother. And I do have to live in a world today 
uh, in which he was taken from us, in which my daughter didn't get to say goodbye to him, in which my, my daughter says that somebody, you know, took everything from her when he died. You know, I didn't get to say goodbye. Again, like I told you before, I haven't gotten to say goodbye to anybody, but that was nearly five years ago. And I still cry all the time over it. Um, you know, I cried a whole day when we lost him. I, d- I didn't know what else to do, um, but just meditate and try to stay calm. You know, and side note, you don't have to stay calm. And by the way, my kid, I did not give birth to these children. (laughs) My kid's my unofficially adopted kid. Um, But I very much considered her brother um, a part of my life as well. Um, And had hoped actually he would become uh, a bigger part of our lives. Um, But sadly, he was taken from us way too soon. Um, I was oddly at a meditation retreat when I got the news. And it was just the best place I could have been um, at the time, surrounded by friends and support, able to meditate uh, my way through it, cried my way through it. You know, my kid and I lived states apart at the time. I couldn't be with her. It was hell. Um, it was a holiday weekend, too. I mean, it just it was, I could tell, I could go on about that in another podcast. But, you know, I know every time, for me, this is just for me, this may not be for anybody else, but I know, maybe not for you, every time I write about my feelings, I process a little more. I let a little more go. Um, more is revealed to me about myself and my patterns and my stuff. It's it's therapy for me and it works for me. And, you know, talking to a friend, sharing with a friend, um, that helps me. Saying a prayer. Also being able to uh, pray to be able to forgive. I have to do that a lot. Man, this is a long one today, you guys. This is like the longest Fearless Vibe podcast, except for that one. I forget which one. Um... I'm almost done, though, because now we're to forgiveness, which, like, you know I'm not going to talk very long about that because that's the hardest one. Um, You want to get fearless now. Like, I've just shared, like, way more personal stuff than I probably ever intended to share in one podcast. Um, And now we're going to talk about forgiveness, which I'm not even going to – I'm not even going to – like, I'm not an expert. I'm still struggling to learn how to do this myself, but – Here's what what little I have learned about forgiveness that I'm able to share. And it's part of grief. Um, Forgiveness is often just this whole other layer of grief. For me, I've had to learn to forgive some people who took people from me. Whether I was able to forgive or not, I think intellectually or logically, somewhere I knew that I needed to forgive and and I knew it wasn't up to me to decide and, and be judgy and, and be the judge and decide whether they deserved my forgiveness or not. Because, like, let's be real here. Forgiving people is really hard. Forgiving forgiving people in, in, in the case of somebody dying is, is, is even harder. Um, we don't know the details of today's crash and whether someone deserves blame or not. You know, whether somebody was negligent or, you know, whether repairs weren't made or whether somebody made a decision that shouldn't have been made. Like, I don't want to blame anybody. Um, And that's not the only kind of forgiveness that I'm talking about here. Because when you lose someone suddenly, and I know, like, Vanessa and her kids and the other families are all going to go through this. Um, And if you lose somebody suddenly, you're going to go through this. I think even if if you're a normal person who loses people in, like, normal ways... (laughs) I don't know what that's like, um, but but no matter what happens when you lose somebody, you're going to have regrets, you know, things that you wished you'd said or things you didn't, <laughs> you know, you wish you didn't say, you know, maybe if I'd only done X, Y, or Z, they would still be here, you know, there's stages of grief and that's bargaining, but these are the things that we have to work towards forgiveness about quite often when we're dealing with grief and loss. These are the imperfections 
of being human, you know? So whether somebody's at fault in this crash or not, whether there's anybody to blame or not, people make mistakes. Um, maybe it's Kobe's fault. Maybe he wanted to, to fly in the fog that bad, you know? Is he the person we have to forgive? I don't know. Um, and maybe there's nobody we have to forgive. Sometimes accidents just happen, but we have to remember we're all human. We're all imperfect. You know, these are the places where we have to find a way of giving ourselves, not just the forgiveness that we need, um, but the grace too, because sometimes we're going to blame ourselves, you know, and Vanessa's, she might, she might blame herself. If if you're a Vanessa, you're out there, you're dealing with a loss and you feel like it's your fault or maybe you should have been there or maybe they shouldn't have been on there. Or maybe if you'd just done this, like to just give yourself some grace, give yourself some forgiveness, give everybody else involved the forgiveness. Like it's, it's, it's so much easier that way. And I know it's harder when somebody dies, like if, if you just think of the most atrocious thing that's happened in your life, um, and I'm thinking of an atrocious thing that I that happened in my life to 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 a friend of mine um, that was atrocious, but nobody died. Like something really bad happened, but nobody died. Um, and it, it was a very easy situation in which everybody could have been mad at each other, blamed one another, and and ended a friendship, but they didn't. Instead, it brought them closer. And I and I think sometimes. You know, forgiveness may or may not bring us closer to other people. Just because we forgive people doesn't mean that we have to have them in our lives. Like, you can forgive somebody and have them not even know that you forgive them. That's okay, too. Um, but, but sometimes we we have to forgive for our, We do have to forgive to ourselves all the time. Let me I'm, I take back that sometimes. But we do always have to forgive. This is the... I'm going off the rails now. This is not even in the show notes. I didn't even write this stuff. But we have to forgive uh, or, or we lose a piece of who we are when a tragic event happens, whether somebody dies or not. Um, if there's a horrible accident, I'm going to throw out a generic, this did not happen to anybody I know. Okay. <laughs> this, let's say there was a horrible accident and somebody was disfigured, um, or, or injured to the point that maybe they weren't dead, but maybe they lost, um, an ability to walk or lost a limb or something. Let's talk about something like that happens. And let's say nobody dies in in such a tragic event. (sighs) You have a choice. Are we, am I going to be human? Am I going to be forgiving? Or am I going to lawyer up, file the lawsuit, get in a fight with everybody? You know, I've had things done to me in my life. And rather than, you know, lawyer up and sue somebody like, let me just forgive and move on. Um, and that's a really hard thing. I don't, I don't, it's a fearless thing. And it's, I don't know that our society talks enough about the forgiveness and talks enough about grieving and we don't share enough about these things. So that was the real reason why I want to do the fearless five, which is now like the fearless 25. Um, but we have to find a way of giving ourselves and others forgiveness and grace. We have to, we have to give these things out fearlessly, man. Forgiveness, grace, give it out, you know, hold space, give that out, you know, to do all this, we have to live fearlessly. So share about that grief, share about the PTSD. Let's make it normal that we talk openly about our grief, about our PTSD. Like, 
hey, here are my Traegers. You should probably know this. You know, you know, I mean, like we, you, you, you may or may not want to do that. I don't know. Um, I don't even want to tell people I'm allergic to wheat sometimes, you know, let alone tell people my PTSD triggers. Sometimes I don't even understand my PTSD triggers. But if you're going through somebody or going through something like losing somebody, you know, be fearless about it. Grieve. You know, there's, you don't have to wear your, your grief on your sleeve. But I, I think, you know, it would be easier in our society if we make it normative to grieve and be sad and do it for a length of time and share about it and talk about it and talk about the forgiveness that we grant ourselves and others and talk about the grace that we would, would want to grant ourselves and to others. You know, these, this is what, if you can go through the kind of thing that Vanessa Bryant's going through and, and have a way to go through it in love instead of fear, you know, that's beautiful, you know, cause, and I can say for personal experience, there were times in my life that I went through things and I didn't do such a good job and I did lose myself and I did go down a dark spiral, you know, and there's been times when I did grieve well. <laughs> so as and I think I've shared all that obviously in this podcast, but you know, there's, there's so much to it. And it, and if we make it, if we make the grief process more of a normative thing in society, it's going to be easier for everybody. And that's the best thing we can give one another. You know, that's, that's fearlessness. That's fearless living. So with that, I am going to close down this epic podcast <laughs> about grief that I didn't even, didn't anticipate any of this today, but you know, here we are. So hope you enjoy it. I'm not going to get the show notes up probably until, you know, later in the week, to be honest, there's a lot on the schedule this week. So you go live a fearless life. And, and if something I said today uh, touched you, just like, let me know. Instagram, Twitter, destinyarchitecture.com. Um, all of that. If you go to the website, you can always comment on a blog, use the form to submit a question or concern, um, whatever, whatever works. And, you, and if you actually, if you listen to the podcast on Anchor, you can record a voice message that I would get. So you could do that too. So always reach out if you want. I will definitely appreciate it. And yeah, go be fearless.